This is episode 613 for May 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is from Jan and Dean, and it's called Batman. Nope, you're still not confused. This is not a Batman podcast. It's still Spider-Man related, but Batman appears in this one. We're wrapping up the second Batman and Spider-Man uh, team-up books for this Friday Night Fight. Before we get to the episode, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and said, you know what? We like what you do. We enjoy this podcast and we want more episodes to come out. So a public thank you goes out to Robert, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, Josh, Zach, Mohammed, Laura, Noah, Frederick, Spider Menace, Venkman, Sailor Sega, Craig, Andrew, Michael, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick. Hashtag something good for you. Halfskimo, Patrick, Will, Symbiobro, Dowd, Taylor, JB, Stephen, Jay, Scott, Michael2099, AJ, Chris, John, Bob, Datboy, Eric, and Curtis. So exclusives to Patreon include uh, more than 20 Spider Satellite episodes that you can only hear on Patreon. You also get every episode, including this one, two weeks earlier than anybody else. So you can listen to this May episode in April. And you don't even need a DeLorean to go back in time. Uh, again, if you would like to sign up, are you a member? Patreon.com slash crawlspace. I appreciate it. In the open window. A bat. That's it. It's an omen. I shall become a bat. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our second month in a row reviewing a DC Marvel team-up with uh, George. What's going on, George? Hi. I haven't, it's good to see you guys again. I haven't seen you in a month. I know. it's been Well, we've been quarantined all together in this room. Uh, we have JR. What's going on, JR? I'm just uh, uh, as tickled that we get to spend so much time. It's like a time warp with Donovan back with Let's us. Let's you know? do And speaking of Donovan, it, Morgan Grant is back. Welcome, Donovan. Despite the smell for being quarantined here, it's, it's, it's happy, I'm happy to be here. Well, Donovan, his two favorite characters are Spider-Man and Batman, and we couldn't do a Spider-Man-Batman team-up without inviting Don on. He said yes. So we are tackling the second part, George. This is DC produced because Batman's first in the in the yeah, order of the yeah, title. It is. And we, uh, you know, normally we give context and everything, but really this is only, this is less than two years after the other one because the other one was like, you know, sold like gangbusters and they were like, hey, you know what? We, we like money. Let's do that again. You know? Yeah. Uh, so really the context hadn't changed all that much. It's the same time period, roughly, you know, uh, not much is really different. Um, this is a story with Raz Agul and Talia Agul. And again, this is like the previous issue, which which was, you know, I, I, this was written by J.M. Damatace with the art by uh, Graham Nolan. Uh, and again, this issue is, a, is kind of like a study in contrast and comparisons, much like the last one was. And uh, that you've got, you know, two powerful men. You've got Raz Agul and the Kingpin, uh, and they have strong women in their lives. You have Vanessa Fisk and you have uh, uh, Talia Agul. You know, uh, one is a wife, one is a daughter, but at the same time, they, you know, they're, they're both caught up in their husband's worlds and, and they affect them differently. So I liked, again, that, that, that comparison and that contrast. And, uh, and this one has a little bit of a twist ending, which I also really enjoyed uh, and actually made a lot of sense. Um, and and re looking over these, I had forgot J.M. DiMatteis wrote both of them. I, yeah. I I don't know why I forgot that, but yeah, yeah. He did. 
And I, I don't know what I guess Bagley by '97 wasn't he drawing um, Thunderbolts or what? Well, and was he? Yeah, about, that was about Thunderbolts. Who was drawing Amazing in '97 then? Who followed Bagley? Steve Gross. Okay. Yeah, that's Steve Gross. Steve Gross, <laughs> man. He did the uh, storyboards for Matrix, I think. Out of curiosity, with Marvel producing one and DC producing the other, I mean, I can see like Marvel providing Bagley to do the art and then DC providing. So why did DiMatteis do them both? I mean, he worked for both companies. Was that it? Or I mean, I just thought it was kind of unusual that both companies used him, you know, as opposed to uh, one choosing one and one using another writer. I talked to him about this at Dragon Con last August, and he said that. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, this is recorded. You can, hear, you can listen to this uh, elsewhere. But I think he said he was just asked to do this one because he did the first one. It was like, well, you want to follow this up with a DC produced one. And he's has experience writing Batman. So they said it only makes sense for you to do the next one of these. What uh, what What is his thoughts on these two books? Is he fond of them? He's, I know he said, because I thought he said that he liked the second one better. But I, when I talked to him, he said that like it's not so much that he likes the second one better, but he doesn't like Carnage, and he really enjoyed the characters of the Kingpin and, and Ra's al Ghul. And mm-hmm. I said, you never used the Kingpin in your run. Was there a reason for that? And he was, and he was like, you know, I never noticed that. I never, I don't know why I never used the Kingpin in my run. But like, he just thinks that like uh, the villains in the second one are more compelling. But he, at the same time, he he loved both times writing Spider-Man and Batman together. Yeah. How how can you not? I know. I think they have great chemistry in both, oh. but but more more so this one. Now, now here's a question: If they had originally been in the same universe, George, I know you hate this because Spider-Man is kind of a sidekick to Iron Man. Would you like Spider-Man as a sidekick to Batman in the Robin? There's role? no way Spider-Man could sidekick for Batman. No. No, they can they can work together like once they meet up on a case every now and then. But I know he would look at Batman and say, dude, you are way too brutal. Yeah, I, he would. Like Daredevil. Yeah, it's 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 different with with Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson grew up in that world. And Dick yeah. Grayson as Robin was the thing that held Batman in check. Yeah. A lot of times he was he, Batman would pull back and Donovan knows what I'm talking about. A lot of times Batman would pull back because Robin was there. And and he would you know he'd be like oh is this is this really the example I want to give to the boy do it breaking this guy's arm and eventually so, Dick left anyway yeah and eventually Dick left and became his own man and wound up becoming dark and gritty anyway <clears throat> um but uh but no it, it just it wouldn't work okay it would it would just it would not work he wouldn't be a much better sidekick for Superman than he would Batman yeah and I agree with Matt in the chat Spider Man is no one's sidekick including Tony Stark damn it. Also, he's a grown-ass man in both of these, so there's not he really a, uh, an easy yeah. thing. Yes, he is a grown-ass man. He, he doesn't need to be anybody's sidekick. And, and True. never be anyone's sidekick. Not I agree. They, they get that. Uh, Stan Lee, uh, when he created him, he, he was tired of teenagers being sidekicks. But it mm-hmm. seems like people are always trying to make him sidekick even today. Well, Stan Lee, I mean, had lightning in a bottle. Stan Lee's like, you know what? What if we make this teenager not the sidekick, but just make him the hero. Exactly. And then suddenly you had this whole generation of teenagers saying, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy isn't just like Bucky. This guy isn't just like, you know, like, like, uh, like Robin, you know, running around in underwear. I mean, he's actual, yeah, he's his own person. I mean that of course, teenagers are going to like it better. Yeah. You know? Okay. Context. Let's get to it. 
Yeah, so con well, I mean, we've already covered the context, but uh, yeah. yeah, we've got Raza Ghul and Kingpin, and Talia Al Ghul and Vanessa Fisk. It's a lot of this is almost like it's 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 a it's a Raz and Talia and Kingpin and Vanessa story than yeah. it is a Batman and uh, and Spider Man story. Um, we do have uh, Spider Man early on. Uh, dropping in and, and beating up a bunch of gang members. But before then, we should talk about this. Brad hates the art in this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, I, I guess I do hate the art. I, I mean, I'm not offended, as JR often says, you guess. Uh, of the art. But uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. But and, and is, this an, is this a regular Batman artist? He was the artist on Detective Comics when Chuck Dixon was writing Detective Comics in the 90s. Okay. I, I remember that. I like this guy's art. I like Grand Mullen's art. But, Brad, I want you to go to the picture after the, the Spider-Man and MJ pajama picture. This? Yeah, after, after this one? Yeah, go to the bottom of the next page where Spider-Man's swinging over the city. And I want you to show that. Share that on the screen. Blow that okay, up. One sec. Oh, that looks awful. Jeez. Now, this is, this is what yeah, Shane is. Donovan doesn't like oh. Spider-Man. This in this one panel, I'll, I'll kind of agree because here Oof. from that angle with the webs and Spider-Man looking like that, it looks like Spider-Man is actually the float on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had the same thought. He's all inflated. <laughs> He's a little. Well, I mean, the head's not even proportional to the rest of the body, right? Uh, I mean, it's almost—it's it's like he's got this brutish body and this small what? little, the smaller head. Well, George, you, know? you said you like the artwork, and then you you, you rip up this panel. This, I, I like the artwork. I'm just saying, I, I can see what Ron is saying, and the way that that he that he that he does Spider Man. I can kind of I, I see Don's point yeah. on that. I don't see what you. I don't see your point on on Mary Jane and and that, I think you're crazy on that. But I, I get Donovan's point. You, you, have, you have to be able to have a certain style to draw Spider-Man because Spider-Man is such a particular design. Yes. But when it comes to Batman and Rage and Kingpin, I, th I think everybody else looks gorgeous. But Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is kind of an inhuman-looking character, like the facial features and the anatomy and the body language, yeah. I see how he dropped the ball with him. But we cut to like people making out and stuff or like hiding the shadows. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. But look, think look at the very next panel. It's all Spider-Man ass. I mean, look at that. That that just looks well, awful. It's, it's perspective. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Spider-Man ass. <laughs> but here's here's I mean because all, of all the angles of Spider-Man, that is not flattering at there's, all. Throughout this whole fight, now on the next page, uh, there are instances where Spider-Man looks fine. It's when he's not moving around with his agility and jumping around. I think that's where Nolan maybe had an issue with drawing Spider-Man was in the way that Spider-Man's supposed to move. It's not the same way that Batman moves. You know, and I think that may be what maybe threw it off a little bit because there are some panels where Spider-Man looks fine. I think the fight scene is, is, is the best he is at Spider-Man because Spider-Man's always moving and doing things in the way Spider-Man only can do effortlessly. But when he's like a static standing character, he doesn't stiff. He does a good job of like Spider-Man avoiding machine gun fire. And, you know, we have, again, the multiple Spideys in one panel showing you how fast he is which I've always loved. He does a good job with that. But, uh, but yeah, on this first fight, Spider-Man jumps in uh, on a fight between um, <laughs> Kingpin's goons. And what we find out later are uh, representatives of Raza Ghul's organization. Uh, and Spider-Man cleans the clock on these mobsters uh, who we, and, and he, you know, they're in the middle of a transaction and, and, and he knocks the other guy unconscious who was there uh, selling stuff. 
and uh, and notices the 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 weird symbol uh, on the imprint of his palm, which is the Razagul symbol, which we see throughout the issue, especially on a crazy preacher who's on a TV screen talking about the end times, and he's showing you that there's only one person who can save everyone, and showing you that symbol, trying to get you ready for Razagul's plan, which is basically going to try to cause disasters around the world. These things. Basically, Razagul becomes Cobra Commander in this issue. He wants to destabilize <laughs> the entire world and make it easy to take over. So, uh, at the same time, Kingpin's wife is dying. Uh, but as, as as she does, as uh, Marvel has done in different periods, uh, different times in the, throughout the years, Vanessa Fisk has a disease. She has she has cancer here, which we're going to get to later in the issue. But um, so that's what Kingpin's dealing with. Batman. Uh, deals with Talia Al Ghul uh, showing up uh, in Gotham. Um, of course, there's a lot of romantic history between the two. Uh, as is normal, uh, Talia shows up. Assassins try to kill Batman because she has to keep up appearances for her father. It's like, and she even explains it to him. Ah, my father would would think differently. He would question me if I didn't have people trying to kill you. And he's like, Ah, it's that's fine. It's all right. Come here. Let's go back to making out. You know, uh, that's just how it is between the two of them. You know, yeah, and later they would go on to produce a baby who was terrible. Oh, I like Damien. Uh, of course, you would. Um, <laughs> so, John, you like Damien Wayne? Uh, I, I've grown into him. If that doesn't sound weird, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little weird, but um, but yeah, so Talia comes to uh, to New York to meet with the Kingpin personally. There's a really good scene with uh, Talia and the Kingpin, but Batman's watching the entire scene and and Talia's Talia's offer to the Kingpin is like help us look uh, look the other way on a couple of things. We've got to do some things here uh, that we need you to not know about, and not poke into. Uh, and and uh, Kingpin says no, that's not how I do business. But then Talia Al Ghul says, "Oh, uh, I can, I can, I can save your wife. And, 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 and at that point, the Kingpin's like, okay, I, I, you got my attention. I'm listening. And so Batman's watching this whole thing. Spider-Man drops in, uh, you know, they have their normal and they, they do the handshake again, which is nice. Although Batman, you know, at one point, Spider-Man put his hand on Batman and Batman quickly grabbed his hand before Spider-Man could pull it away, which was kind of cool. I did kind of like that. Um, but Spider-Man explains, or uh, Batman explains why he's in New York, you know, and of course, you know, when he, when he shows up, you don't have uh, Spider-Man going, hey, you get out of my city, you know. What's up with Spider-Man's ass in the panel again? What's going on here? What? Seriously. What do you, what is it, what is you it not brown enough for you? Do you think it's too flat? No, I mean, that, the most unflattering images of spider you, This is a DC. Tell us how you would prefer Spider-Man's ass to look, Brad. How, 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 how do you need Spider-Man's ass to look? That no, it, it, I, so I'm that talking it about, take you out of the story. I'm talking about this is a very unflattering image of our, our hero right here. Ass in frame. Anyway. I'm not. So, like, you think he has a, like <laughs> a pump ass or whatever? Or, no, I mean, if you, know, if you or, imagine you're a cinematographer and you're framing up a shot, and you're like, okay, Spider-Man, get your ass in the top third of the frame and let's print. And spare, yeah, and this is not a good look for Batman right here, where he's looking right at this. Yeah, all right, all right, real, real, real quick, okay. Yeah. Brad Douglas, let's make this half an hour. Also, Brad Douglas, let's <laughs> let's stop and talk about Spider-Man's ass. <laughs> Well, see, even Sarah says more ass. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So Spider-Man's uh, ass is all over this book. So, you know, they, uh, they, they have a back and forth. Uh, and, uh, and, and Batman, <laughs> they went up shaking hands again, Batman and Spider-Man. If we could pull away from the ass and get away from the ass for a moment. No, people are in chatter. Like it's like goblin ass from that podcast last Saturday with JR. <laughs> so they, so they shake hands, decide to work together and Batman starts telling him, you know, who Ra's al Ghul is and what he does. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kingpin is visiting his, his wife who's dying, you know, she's <laughs> undergoing chemotherapy and, um, and the doctor comes up and tells Kingpin, the chemotherapy is going to save her for a little while, but your wife is going to die. And Kingpin breaks his neck with one hand because his, you know, he's got the meaty paw and just ah, crack, you know. Uh, and and he winds up talking to a Talia Al Ghul about uh, about how she can save, you know, uh, his wife's life. And and so you have this really cool um, juxtaposition of Batman explaining Ra's al Ghul to Spider Man, and then on the other page you have, or on the other side of the page you have. Uh, Talia Al Ghul explaining to Kingpin who her father is, and they both describe uh, the same man in very different ways. Yeah. But um, now that's not bad. That's flattering to Batman. And uh, and so <laughs> again, um, again, Kingpin, you know, he listens to her spiel, and then she gets further into her spiel, which is okay. So what is our plan? Our plan is to destabilize the world with natural disasters and eventually take over. Oh, and by the way, part of that includes sinking Manhattan Island. To which the kingpin starts laughing and tells her to get, you know, GTFO, get out. I know, right? And uh, yeah, and so she gets out, she leaves, and uh, Spider Man and and Batman, you know, they they're starting to look for look around the city. Uh, Peter, again, look at this shot. More unflattering Spider Man. Goodbye, half hour. Goodbye, <laughs> half hour. Half hour. You know, I, you, you know why the Kingpin was laughing earlier, I think, when Talia <laughs> talked about sinking Manhattan Island? is because he was remembering Marvel Team-Up number 28 uh, when uh, it got dragged out into the bay or whatever and uh, had to get dragged back in. So he was thinking about, boy, I've read this story before. What's going on more? Unbelievable. <laughs> he, he laughed then. Okay, listeners, I, I think you need, to, you need to do an intervention for your host. Because I don't remember. <laughs> dude, I'm just I'm I'm amazed at how Brad, you've, got, you've got issues, dude. No, I'm 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 amazed how unflattering this artist is to Spider-Man. You are hung up and derailed by Spider-Man's. I remember ass. in the <laughs> early 2010s, it was all about black cat and milk bass and Carly Cooper's hair. And now I show up on here and it's like <laughs> Spider-Man's ass. Ass, 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 ass. Yeah, and he's not really complaining about the over the focus on Spider-Man's ass, why Spider-Man's ass keeps showing up. It's he doesn't like how it's drawn. You know, it is disturbing. <laughs> I read this entire no, no, issue. Listen, I'm thinking of basically of like a like a film. I read like, this issue the entire this entire issue uh, today. I read this issue and not once did Spider-Man's ass ever enter into my thoughts, <laughs> Brad. And I like how Brad I clawed out his hands to like visually grab the ass. Just to make <laughs> with, yeah, with like, both hands, you're gonna get both cheeks. It's a it's a two hand hand. Grabbing the salad bowl. <laughs> Here I come. Uh, uh, Adam says Brad needs an asservention. Okay. <laughs> Brad does need an asservention. You're right. You're right, Adam. Uh, you? I I have high ass standards, says Adam. Yes, it's yeah. Meanwhile, Defender of Spider Man's booty, says Jonathan. <laughs> meanwhile, back in the issue. Sorry. Um, like Batman's this in this artist. comic, and all I can talk about is Spider-Man's ass. That's how much of a fan he is. I don't like this book. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, back in the issue, 
Kingpin is sitting by the by the bedside of his dying wife, and you know, and finally he rings up Talia Al Ghul and is like, "Okay, fine. What what is this cure you're you're talking about that can save my wife?" So Spider-Man goes, eats with Mary Jane, and then uh, starts hearing about the natural disasters that are happening. Uh, basically, I believe what Raz al Ghul is doing is he, he's manipulating the Earth's tectonic plates to try to cause disasters, <laughs> uh, as was explained earlier. So Kingpin gets on a plane with some of his goons and, and his wife, uh, who is you know very sick. She's laying in a, like a hospital bed that they brought on to the thing. She's got her – you know. A, like a wrap around her head. So you can't see, you know, where her hair is missing and everything. And they drive off to where's Raza Ghoul's uh, lair is the Himalayas, right? Don Tibet. Tibet. Yeah. So they fly off to Tibet and Kingpin's private or, or no Raza Ghoul's private James or uh, plane. Pardon me. Cause it's got, so wouldn't he run into like iron fist every once in a while? Like, you know, I mean, cause isn't canoe, noon, noon, noon. Hey, I, again, this is one of those things where we can't talk about the ramifications of combining the two universes uh, because we only have so many stories. We only have uh, 52 pages to tell the story, and we can't explain the uh, the merging of the two universes for this you know, one moment. They unload uh, Vanessa. They meet uh, Talia al Ghul, who takes him in to meet Raz al Ghul. And Raz al Ghul is like, Kingpin, Vanessa, we're glad to have you here with us. Everyone here is great. Uh, there are no enemies here in this room. Oh, except for those two. At that point, Spider, two of the goons, two of the goons that came with the Kingpin, <laughs> pull off their face masks, and it's Batman and Spider-Man this time. Not Last time we had Batman as a cop. Now it's Spider-Man and Batman, both wearing full full costumes underneath the existing <laughs> costumes and the face masks. And I love the guy in the middle is like, like uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy in the middle is like WTF. I did, well, my omission of Batman had a hat to cover his ears. Oh, yeah, at yeah. least uh, Batman uh, had a hat this time. Yeah, Batman unlike had the last a hat over the ear. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> it's so awesome. Oh. So, uh, you know, so Kingpin, you know, yells at Spider-Man. He's like, I dare you jeopardize my wife's life for petty concerns. And, you know, and, and Spider-Man's like, petty? This dude's trying to destroy the Earth. What are you talking about? You know, so uh, a big fight erupts between um, the combined forces of Ra's al Ghul and, uh, and Kingpin uh, and Batman and Spider-Man. And this is a great fight. Uh, the one thing I... They're, they're they're awful chatty at the end, you know, as, as this fight starts to break out, but then they stop talking and just concentrate on beating ass, and it's great. You know, uh, Batman's getting his hits in, Spider Man's getting his hits in. Both heroes really get, you know, a chance to shine against what is boilerplate for them, which is taking out random mooks and doing it quickly. A lot, a lot of good art here. I, I, I like, I like this fight a lot. Just them, just beating ass on random goons. I, I, another, my like, needs are small. Job. Yeah, my needs are small. I'm a simple man. <coughs> Excuse me, man. what's going on in this panel and this panel? I mean, wow. come on, this artist is obsessed. <laughs> I mean, George, seriously, I can't be making this up. You see more of Spider-Man from behind than in the front. Oh, you want to see him from the front, a, too? A million times in the 50 years he's been around. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, you want to see his package? That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start going through all the Ramita, you know, or Ramita issues I, I, saw, I, where we saw a lot I, of ass, uh, or the Ditko issues where we saw a lot of ass? No, this one guy draws Spider Man's ass, and you're like, I can't. You you can't get over this. I can't. This 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 is the most unflattering of Spider Man I've seen in a long time. Is this the end of the crawl space? It, <laughs> 
It's the end of the taste. We've reached the end, Don. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. back in the issue, um, the the fight uh, delayed Batman and Spider Man enough for Kingpin, uh, Vanessa, Talia, and Razagul to escape. Uh, they go further up to Razagul's. Uh, they weren't at Razagul's. I guess they were at like Razagul's helipad, and now they're at his actual, you know, castle or monastery or whatever the hell Razagul lives in. It changes so much. Um, but Spider-Man and and Batman, since Batman doesn't have the Batcopter, are are having to rely on Spider-Man's climbing skills. You have this great panel of of Batman basically bear hugging Spider-Man. You know, piggybacked while Spider-Man tries to climb up this glacier. How's he? He can't climb on ice. He's doing it I mean, here. He explained that he can. What? Yeah. It's a flat surface. The, the, I mean, the ice is not wet, Brad. It's it frozen. He can climb. I've never seen him climb on ice. He's always slipping on Iceman's stuff. Anyway, when does he have his hands on Iceman's stuff? I mean, he's, 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 he's fought Iceman he's before. He's the artwork of his ass. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where he beats X Men ass, and he's uh, Iceman's been there. Um, but then they uh, an avalanche happens, and it sends them tumbling down. You know, back back to square one, and and Batman winds up. You know, Spider Man gets knocked out. You know, knocked out by the fall. Because um, I guess webbing can't adhere to uh, to ice. But uh, but you know Batman picks up Spider Man. I love Pat. I love this whole thing with Batman wearing a coat. That's a great. It's like Batman, but he's also a lumberjack. I don't know what's going on. But he picks uh, Spider Man up, gets him to safety. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Razagul and Kingpin, much like Joker and Carnage, you know, they you meet your friends, and then suddenly you find the the areas where you're disagreeing about. And uh, and then Kingpin's like, okay, I, I realize you you weren't ever serious about saving my wife. You just brought me here to get on board with your plan. And help you, you know, with my vast network and resources. The two of them fight. Uh, Kingpin hauls off and knocks Razagul across the room, and then picks him up, and starts breaking his back, you know. And then he realizes because Razagul even tells him, "Your wife didn't have cancer. You, you know, I, I gave your wife this disease, ha ha ha, to get you up here." And then Kingpin's like, "Okay, great. I'm going to break you apart with my bare hands because you know I'm I'm a giant person and can do that." And then Kingpin kind of gets a look on his face like he's realizing how devious and smart Razagul is. And then he's like, "Okay, maybe there's some common ground. I, I accept your offer. I'm going to help you." Kingpin tells him, "I'm going to help you. I accept your offer," which basically means I'm going to help you destroy the Earth, destabilize it, so you can take over, and then I can be one of your henchmen, more or less. For the lulls. So think about that. You've got Kingpin agreeing, A, yeah, let's knock out my base of operations. Two, sure, I'll uh, I'll work for you. The, 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 those should be red flags right there. So uh, so then you know Spider-Man's having a uh, he's having like a, a blacked out delirium episode where uh, you know the world's drowning because of what Raza Ghoul's doing and Mary, he sees Mary Jane's dead body floating in the water and he's freaking out. And then he wakes up and Batman's there like, are you done yet? Are you, are you over this? <laughs> um, and then, uh, and, and so they're, you know, they're figuring out their next move. And, uh, and, and while Raza Ghoul and, and Kingpin are in his, are in Raza Ghoul's, I guess, underground villain lair, uh, which, you know, it's like a James Bond complex. You got random goons. Walking around with guns, all this computer equipment, you know, giant monitors, which uh, we, we see the old, the ranting old man that had the, um, the Razagul symbol uh, throughout the issue. Um, and then, and then 
Raza Ghoul's like, all right, it's time. Let's push the. Let's get this done. Let's ming the merciless this planet. Hmm. Need to input the code and hit the button. And so Kingpin, you know, he's like, this is it. Fisk, this is your time. And so Kingpin walks over and pushes the butt, or he's about to push the button. And then Spider Man's, he's about to push the button, and Spider Man webs him, pulls his hand away. Uh, another fight breaks out between uh, Raza Ghoul's goons inside the complex. They're all shooting at Spider-Man with their with their high tech weapons. I'm sure Brad will want to stop and look at ass. No, um, he, he he's got him from a nice angle, and this one looks. But, but while they're distracted, notice you don't see Batman. You just see Spider-Man fighting these guys. While they're distracted, Raza Ghoul, who suddenly looks like Jack Palance, uh, and the Kingpin <laughs> walk back over to the console, and he's like, "All right, do it, do it, Fisk. You know, push the button on this. Show me you're serious." Kingpin doesn't hesitate, pushes the button, and then there's a panel showing Raza Ghoul's satellite that's affecting the world's weather and tectonic plates and everything, and it explodes in orbit. And Raza Ghoul is like, the satellite, how? How did this happen? So Spider-Man, over his shoulder, you've got Batman and Vanessa Fisk showing up. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, you got Spider-Man thumbing back at, uh, Batman, like, Hey, I wonder who would, uh, who would reprogram your computer to do that. Uh, so Roz gets, uh, gets involved directly. He and Batman start fighting. He charges Batman with a sword. Batman immediately hits him, knocks the sword out of his hand. Raza Ghoul and Batman start choking each other, which is, which is <laughs> until Talia Al Ghoul splits them apart and tells him to stop. And, uh, and, and. Of course, you know, Raza Ghoul's thinking, oh, my daughter, you've helped Batman somehow do this because you're soft and you love him and you've betrayed me on this. And then Kingpin's like, no, this was me. I did this. And and it basically goes on to explain, listen, dude, you dropped in with a story about, hey, yeah, I'll save your wife. Uh, just help me destroy A, Manhattan, B, the world, and then C, you can work for me. And Kingpin's like, dude, what? I'm the Kingpin. No. <laughs> and so Raza goes like, so you turned to these two and Kingpin's were less like, I, I did what I had to do to stop you. Right. And I like this because in this King, you're Demetrius is, is, is very much keeping in character with who Kingpin is. Kingpin would not ever be on board with something that's going to destroy New York. He's just not. No, he's just not. He's he never will. Uh, and as much as he would hate working with Spider-Man, I, I don't have any problem believing that Kingpin would even would, would, would at least at the very least tip Spider-Man off to something like that happening. He'd be like, okay, you know what? I'll kill you later for right now. Go, go stop this from happening. That That's very much in the Kingpin's wheelhouse. No. At which point Raza Ghoul starts laughing. He's like, ah, you got me. Well played. Very good. I'll let you all leave alive. You know, and, and, and Batman's like, or uh, Spider-Man's looking over at Batman. He's like, are we actually just going to walk out of here? <laughs> is there is there not more ass to beat you know and <laughs> batman yeah and batman's like no we're literally we're gonna go yeah we're, we're, we're gonna go it's cool it's, it's cool we're just gonna back out of here because if, if we have to fight this guy in his own lair again it's just gonna keep getting deadlier so then you know uh raza ghoul admits to kingpin that there is no cure for his wife he so basically you have vanessa right there and kingpin and Raza Ghoul is saying, yeah, there's no cure. Sorry, uh, your wife's still going to die. And Vanessa's like, Wilson, just let me die in peace. And, and he kisses her and he lets it go. And I'm like, to me, you you went from doing a very kingpin thing to a not very kingpin thing. Kingpin would tear Raza Ghoul apart at that point. He really would. He would he would go on him. He would be on him like white on rice, like like a like a cheap suit on a lawyer. But, <laughs> 
but he lets it go here. He kisses his wife, and they go back to New York. Everything's fine. Ross, or Talia tells Batman she's going back off with her father, and because she's a strong, independent woman, and she's choosing to. And uh, and meanwhile, um, focus your camera, George. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Batman, Spider-Man, head home. Um, Talia Al Ghul winds up sending the uh, the cure. Does wind up finding an antidote for what's ailing Vanessa. Sends it to Batman. Batman sends it over to Spider-Man, who gives it to the Kingpin again. And a very yes, this is what would happen between these two people. As much as they hate one another, Kingpin would totally be okay with Spider-Man dropping off an antidote to save his dying wife. He just would. Uh, and then you have a, a nice panel at the end with Batman and Spider-Man swinging off uh, into New York together. The end. Mm-hmm. Uh, decision here, Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> Kingpin yeah. winds up being the hero of this issue. <laughs> yeah, it's true. True. <laughs> I mean, if Kingpin doesn't get involved, uh, you know, it, it might just be Batman at the end. You know, I mean, but but Kingpin has the has the the foresight to contact uh, or to get a hold of Batman and Spider Man and get this thing done. So yeah, at the end of the issue, the, you know, the decision winner, Kingpin. Kingpin, here you go. <laughs> and also in this whole thing, not once does Kingpin even get hit. <laughs> Notice that. I mean, like Raza yeah. Ghoul's probably knows enough to know that Kingpin and Spider Man are enemies. Not once does he ever see Spider Man hit Kingpin. It should have tipped him off. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, overall, I really did like the story. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the twist ending. I just, I liked it a lot. Yeah. The, uh, w- in DC versus Marvel, that, uh, where everybody fought. Uh, if I Spider Man was Ben Riley, right, and he fought who? Was it Spi- Superboy? Superboy. Yeah, yes, nobody Superboy. wanted to see that, did they? Well, it's like clone versus clone. It's hot clone on clone action. No, nobody wanted to see that because uh, Super Superboy was a clone of, Sp- of Superman. George Spider Man versus Batman. Who wins? We never saw it in either oh, one Batman. of these books. Listen, I'm Spider Man's my boy. I'm a Spider-Man fan till the, all the live long day up and down the mountain. I will sing Spider-Man. Batman would, would school. How? Spider-Man. How? Brad, we've just, we, we talked about this at length last month. It's why last month went an hour long. Is it because Batman will out gadget him, outthink him, and Spider-Man is just going to bring the, the heavy hits? It, it's the same reason why Captain America would beat Spider-Man, Brad. Uh, I'll give you that. It's, it's the exact same reason that Captain America would beat Spider-Man. Captain, we've. I think this was a book, Captain America versus Batman. Who wins? Uh, this was covered um, again. Uh, I mentioned this last month, but Bouzier kind of kind of dealt with this in JLA yeah. Avengers, um, because Batman and 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 uh, and Captain America squared off, and we're about to go at it. Yeah. And, and each one was like doing a move, and the other one was countering it perfectly. And then they both kind of figured this is kind of futile. We we, we would yeah. be fighting for hours. Do you think both these issues were lost? Uh, we lost something by not having these two characters fight. They they were very much uh, teamed. Uh, is basically Marvel team up uh, with both characters. Usually, even in Marvel team up, they fight just a little bit. Neither one of these guys threw down. No, I don't think that's don't, a trope. Who who misses yeah. that? That's a that's an overused trope. Oh, I, but you only these two only meet every every twenty years or whatever. Well, why why should they fight? I mean, you know, that, <laughs> because, because a, people have been having these debates forever since why, superheroes got together. Batman's a rational person. I mean, yeah. Batman would not. I mean, uh, no. I mean, what, what what logic would he see in fighting Spider Man? 
I would you like know? to see uh, Bagley draw Spider-Man versus Batman instead of the, the hell. They made a whole Superman versus Batman movie because people want to see that, even though they did. I know it sucked, but I want to. I want to see these two fight each other, not team up with each that other. That was always a Marvel well, thing. That was never an easy thing. Uh, Batman. If it was a whenever, movie. whenever, whenever they were, um, whenever they were like in a DC universe, whenever they would meet one another, they they were like, "Oh, hey, I've heard about you. You're cool. Let's do something." And Marvel, they were like, "Okay, I guess I have to beat your ass too." So it was a completely different, completely different ethos over on the Marvel side back in the 60s yeah. uh, compared to DC and how they had been at that point and, and earlier. Don, did you just disagree with George? Did you think Spider-Man could take out Batman? Yeah, I've seen that happen on, on the message board. People talk about it. And I think that like, because usually people go to like Batman's time to plan as like a reason why he can't lose. And yeah, if you want, if you want to give him like a chance to mug Spider-Man, then anybody could beat him. But like if they're squirt up spontaneously in a fight. Spider-Man beats him. I don't have any problem with thinking that Spider-Man could, could come out on top during the initial encounter. But but once Batman had fought him, if Batman winds up fighting him again, Batman will clean his clock. Yeah, well, yeah, again, like, like all, he, all he needs is intel that, and that he's about to get into a fight. Otherwise, like Spider-Man's so fast, he would web him up before Batman would have a chance to react. And I have no problem saying that. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts, George. Uh, I liked uh, both of these issues. These uh, Batman, Spider-Man. They were they were they were quality stuff. I I actually like this one a lot better than the first one. Um, I just I do. Uh, I liked uh, I liked the art. Suck it, Brad. And <laughs> uh, and I love the twist ending where Kingpin is the one that ratted Ra's al Ghul out and went and got you know went and made sure that uh, that Kingpin and Spider or that uh, Batman and Spider-Man knew. I loved that. JR, final thoughts. Yeah, I like the first one better. Same. I mean, the first one was more Batman and Spider-Man. This, they kind of seem to be guest stars, and the, they, they weren't really the uh, stars of the issue. Yep. Don, final thoughts. Not nearly enough Spider-Ass for my taste, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do, I do agree that this one's definitely much more interested in Kingpin as a character in Rachel Ghoul. But yeah. I do like that as like just something different. But also, what I like about this is that Spider-Man and Batman have much more time to kind of work together. Where I felt that it was it was pretty quick in the first one. I mean, the first one, I is my favorite comic of all time. But I didn't read this till I was an adult. But I still enjoy it. So like, I, I still was full price. Go out and get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Venkman says it was great seeing Don again. I would agree. Yeah, it was great seeing Don again. Uh, after seeing Spider-Man bitch slap Joker unconscious last month, he can definitely knock Batman down with ease. Sofalo says Spider-Man will kick Batman's butt. There you go. All right. Ah, so everybody loves my opinions. That's nice to see. <laughs> and mine, too. I, I I, think Spider-Man could take out Batman. I think it I, 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 makes the world go around. Everyone else is entitled to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with what Don said. If Batman has time to plan, anybody's getting taken out, including Superman. With, I mean, or if they're he's, afraid he's, like already, he's, he's already beaten Superman before. That's, Many times. That's yeah. That's happened on more than one occasion. Sarah says, "Thank you so much for putting this together, guys. I love the podcast, Discord, and I'm excited to be part of the live chats, which now I know is a thing." So, Sarah, you're more than welcome every time. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. 
log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spy Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 